everyone. Welcome to What's Good with me, your host, Claudia. Uh, this episode, we are trying something new here on What's Good. We are going to try to have as many guests as I can possibly procure in a two and a half hour span, record their funniest slash most embarrassing stories for you. So this episode is going to be a compilation. It's going to be fun. You don't know who's going to be on here next. Might be someone you know, might be someone you've heard about on a previous episode, might be a previous guest. You're just going to have to wait and find out. I hope you enjoy the episode and get ready to laugh your ass off. Hi, my name is Hannah and this is my story. When I was about three years old, I still used a pacifier and I probably shouldn't have. I used it for way longer than it's recommended. So my parents staged a doctor visit and took me to the doctor where he told me, you can't use the binky anymore. So that day we actually ended up driving down the shore to um, my beach house and I was, it's a two hour drive and I was crying hysterically the entire way down. And my father's screaming at my mom, give her the binky already, just give her the binky. So my mom turns around, gives me the binky to pacify me. And then I have enough self-restraint to look at it, go yeet, and then throw it out the window. Um, So, (laughs) yeah. There we go. That's how I stopped using a binky. Hi, my name's Mark. I think you remember me. I think you remember me. Wow. You remember me from episode five. Home Queer listener Eye. remembers Mark. What? Home listener does remember Mark. Yes, of course. The Queer Eye episode. Yes. Um, so I have a story to tell. Uh, I am a junior in college, and um, on my first day of classes, I had to walk past the freshman building to get to work. And it hadn't even rained in the past like week at least, I think. And I was walking past a group of people, going around them by walking on the grass instead of the pavement. Bad mistake. I'm, I'm clumsy as fuck. So um, I slipped on the mud and I fell directly on my ass in the mud in front of a group of freshmen, a gaggle of freshmen. <laughs> a gaggle. <laughs> it was an absolute gaggle of freshmen. And none of them knew each other. They were all just leaving class. And um, I start to get up. I'm laughing at myself because I'm a fool. I'm a clown. And one by one, um, different freshmen are walking past me. And as they walk past me, they go, you good, bro? That was the first guy. I said, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I get up, I brush myself off, I start walking. A second guy, you good, bro? I was like, yeah, I'm good, thanks. I keep walking. This third guy, he looks me dead in the eyes and he goes, you good, bro? (laughs) With the most genuine care. I don't know this man. He didn't know the two people who walked in front of him. He didn't even hear them ask me if I was good, bro. I said, yeah. I'm good. Thank you so much for caring. And I went to work. And yeah, that was my story. I have a follow-up question. Yes. Did it look like you shat your pants? Like, was there a mud stain on your ass? Yes. I went straight to the bathroom. I washed off my pants and I wore a hoodie around my butt. Good. So is that why they were asking if you were good, bro? Like, No, they were in front of me. They weren't behind me. They didn't see my ass. Uh, I have a follow-up question. Yes. Um, you good, bro? (laughs) No, I'm not good, bro. (laughs) Hello, my name's Sebastian. I'm a junior here, and uh, yeah, I have pretty low self-esteem, but, you know, I like to do open mic nights sometimes, so I guess I got some skill to tell a funny story. Now, this one's from high school, back in the days before I took Chinese class, man. I took French, 
That shit was crazy, yo. Well, you got you got these motherfuckers calling you Sebastian La Pousset. That means the push, but I don't think that was what he was going for. But anyway, this other dude, we're gonna call him Jimmy John Hendrix. Now, Jimmy John Hendrix, he's not that much taller than me. Let's say like maybe 5'7", five, 5'8"-ish. Five, and he has all these delusions of grandeur and he wears a green hoodie every day. I often called him Cactus because he was kind of a prick in that hoodie, but that's not the bottom line. See, one day, one day, someone asked, hey, what are your plans for after high school? Everyone's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to Northeastern, and I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to Rutgers, you know? I'm gonna go to Yale. But then this guy, he's like, eh, I wanna do basketball. I'm not going to college. I don't wanna go to college. And I'm like, bro, do you even have a chance? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Kyle, and this is my funny story. So this is back in high school. Um, I always sat with a group of friends at lunch, but one of the friends who always sat next to me, his name is uh, Carl. He always bullied me like all the time, and he would not stop. Um, and so one day we were playing uh, this game called Contact, and it was my turn to go, and, I, and so the letter I said was C. And so one of the friends at the table thought that, um, that, the, um, that the, my, uh, my word was, uh, was Carl sitting next to me. And so he asked me, uh, is the person sitting next to you? And then, and then impulsively, I said, no, it's not a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and so, every, mm -hmm. so contact is the game where you say the first letter, and then you have to come up with a word that corresponds to it. Coming from someone who doesn't know the game. No, so like you, like you, you come up with a, like you come up with a, with a letter, and everyone has, everyone has to guess what your word is by describing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so this and this guy right next to you, he was just like the roast. He he, he 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 was he was he was he was so fucking surprised, <laughs> and, and like everyone at the table like was laughing for that for like the next like five or so minutes. That's so. And funny. like after that, after that day, he never bullied me ever again. After that, <laughs> so fuck Hell fuck yeah. you, Carl. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you have been asking for it since after episode one. Here is my roommate, Kristen, here to finally tell you the hot dog story. Kristen, take it away. Okay, do I get a round of applause for this? Okay. Because I know a lot of people are waiting. Okay. <laughs> that was great. Brian, introduce yourself. Well, I kind of introduced you. I'm Brian. Great! <laughs> Brian's gonna, he's gonna narrate some funny Reddit posts for you in a second. Or, but, or my own, if I, if or, I think of one. Yeah, if he, if he thinks of his own, he can narrate himself. But Kristen, tell us the hot dog story. Okay, so, this was when I was around 15 or 16 years old. I don't forget the exact year, but around then. So... In case you haven't met me in person, I'm this small, little, like, skinny girl. She's still small and skinny. Yeah, I still Let am small and skinny. Show. Let the record show that though you may not be able to behold Kristen with your very two eyes, she is still small and skinny. Okay, maybe at that time I was, like, 10 pounds lighter, 5 pounds, but still a very small kid. So, in the past, I've had some training leading up to this moment. Where in elementary school, we would do like whipped cream eating contests. You would do like a jello eating contest. So like you have, you know, a class of 15 kids all sitting down. Each gets like a pie of like some jello and you have to like 
dig around and get all five gummy worms out of the jello. It's a really fun event. So it's really cool. So I got some training. At my birthday parties, we've also have done a watermelon eating contest in addition to whipped cream eating contest. Great time. Sometimes I wouldn't win, but like it was still fun to eat them. So I had a lot of training and this was my first hot dog eating contest that I've ever done. Um, so I was a little bit new to this, a little scary, didn't know what I was going into. And it's at a place where we know a lot of people in the area. It's our, you know, home in Florida. So it's on a resort and they have all these people gathered and sponsoring it. So of course there's a big prize. And of course, knowing me, like 15 year old me, I wanted that prize. What was, was the prize? It was a nice Captiva water bottle with a magnet and a drawstring bag that looked really pretty because it was like under the sea. And Brian and Claudia narrate with the oohs and the ahs. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> So oh, we were supposed to ooh and ah like ah. Ah. Continue. So I see this prize and I really want it. And they break up the, the kids by this contest by different age categories. So of course like the little kids from like the, you know, five years old to ten year old has to, you know, just eat a hot dog and they don't really like it's not as intense of a challenge. But then they get the like twelve year olds to like sixteen year olds. And that's the adolescent, pre-adolescence, you know, block. And then, of course, there's the big older adults, and they have to, you know, be all macho and eat, like, 20 hot dogs, because that's them. So my challenge for the 16-year-old category was to eat two hot dogs, which these were some thick hot dogs. And there was no bun, no ketchup, but you could not use your hands to eat these hot dogs. So you do get a bottle of water, just so, you know, in case you need and you have to sit on your hands and you basically have to peck at this hot dog like a bird <laughs> and <laughs> it was me and like four other candidates two of them chickened out but it was me and this one other guy who was one year older so it was I guess it was 15 to like 17 that kind of like age window so it's like this one year older like man who I'm competing with and we're like really like going for it and I start the timer and I'm like just Picking away, like, I know I need to win it, I need to get it. And at this point, like, you need to also, like, swallow it before, you know, like, showing your tongue that you finished the whole hot dog. So we're just going for it, and we're going for it, and we're going for it crazy. And I'm just like, you know, this is, this is wild. This is the time. Meanwhile, I have my sister videotaping it, just so, like, there's proof of this, which is somewhere, I think, on Facebook, for the record. Go find it. If you find it, let me know, because, you know, that's something good to know if it's still there. So we get to the last couple bites, and I'm looking over, and I'm like, you know, we're very close to each other. Like, I need to win it. I need to win it. And then I, like, peck at, like, the last bite, and, like, I just want to, like, throw up because it's, like, such a, you know, disgusting thing to do, but, like, I also know I want to win it. So I'm, like, chewing as fast as I can. I, like, swallow a bunch of water, and then I, like, show my tongue, and I'm like, there we go. And, like, you, like, it was very close, but, like... Thankfully, I got my prize. I got my cool water bottle. And I have a trophy to prove that I won a hot dog eating contest. So. Is the trophy here with us now? No, no the trophy is not. is not here it's with us. It's at home. If it was here with us, Brian, I'd show it to everybody who came in this room. I'd be like, did you know that Kristen pecked at two hot dogs like a bird and won this trophy for it? That would be my crown jewel of this room. <laughs> it's not even your trophy. It's not it's even mine. <laughs> So, Brian, would you like to narrate some Reddit posts for um, us? I don't have a Reddit post. I have a series of short stories. This is 
of my personal stories. They're not really embarrassing. Well, maybe one of them is. I don't, I don't but know they're funny. They're they got to be funny. I think some of them are funny. Depends on what you call funny. Okay. We, so, we accept a variety of humor here. So, the, here. so there was this one time a couple years ago. So just a little backstory. I'm really into skiing kind of thing. Been doing it since I was a oh. wee little lad. Yeah, skiing's fun. Not cross-country, though. No, like no, Like, real no, no. skiing. Not, not cross-country. I'm, like, going down some slopes, and I'm just like, oh, there's a black diamond over here. Yeet. Anyways, so I was on... It wasn't, it wasn't like, a, any special mountain kind of thing. It was just like, oh, it's just, like, a basic ski place. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. But we were there, and it was pretty icy. I don't know why, but when we got there, it was, like, pretty icy. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. I know how to deal with this. Except for when I didn't. No, <laughs> no. Um... At some point in the middle of the day, I, it was like it was kind of like flat, but it was right after a slope. So I was I was re- I was going really fast. Like mm-hmm. I was, like I'm I'm the kind of person where like I like to pick up as much speed as I physically can, and then figure it out from there. So at the bottom of the slope, no pizza, huh? No pizza. No 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 no. Straight no, French fries. No, always always French fry. There's no pizza at this at this um at this establishment. Um, so I'm French frying my ass down this slope <laughs> and I see a patch of ice and it's, it's not like a bit, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's there, but like by the time I see it, I'm already kind of at the patch of ice. So you can't go around it. No, I can't go around it. So my only option is to go through it. Oh, no. However, there is a rather, I, I wouldn't say he's an old guy, but there's a rather mid, upper middle age looking fellow, just like perpendicular to me kind of thing at the end of this patch of ice i can't stop oh no there is no brakes on this french fry train my (laughs) this gravy boat has no brakes this gravy boat has no brakes and my my first my first thought is like okay i'll fall maybe that maybe i won't like move as much because at that point i'm like pizza doesn't work no 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 pizza ain't working for here the the ice is like fuck your pizza I want french fries and speed. So I'm like, okay, I'll fall on my side. And so my skis are basically creating like a miniature like fence, right? As I'm like sliding. However, I don't slow down. And this poor man did not see me coming. Oh, no. I, this, when, I, when I made contact with this individual, I look up and see that he flipped over me. So... Here I am on the ground, and I see this middle-aged looking man fly above me. I'm just like, wow, I was going pretty fast <laughs> for, him to, for him to get yoded on, like above me. He didn't fall on top of me, no. I had enough speed to go under him without him falling on top of me. You went through him. I went through you him. You didn't go under him. I, you just went straight I, through. I trucked right through this poor man. And how old were you? Uh, young teens. Oh, I was going to... Here I was thinking of this, like, five-year-old Brian trucking <laughs> a dude. No. Oh, this poor man. I said I was sorry afterwards, but, like... Oof. There's no recovering from that. All right. I guess I guess the floor goes back to Kristen. Can you top that? I really can't top that, but I have a similar one on the whole like skiing train. There was one time I was skiing, so I was skiing with my mom. And I forget where it was, but we were at the top of the hill and we get there after, you know, like the nice little ski lift. 
and for some reason, like, my boot came undone, or it, like, wasn't working, and the boot's, like, attached to the ski, or, like... Did it come loose from the ski? Yeah, so the ski oh, ended no. up going down the hill, <laughs> and, like, I crawl in, like, get my boot, and I find my boot, but I'm, like, now I don't have the ski to go down, so, like, what am I gonna do? And thankfully, me and my mom were the same shoe size, so she's, like, okay, like, since... I think this was the time I didn't have a phone, so she's, like, okay, I'm gonna call, like, the the place and, like, have them send someone up and meanwhile just take my ski and go down the hill and like you know get to safety mm-hmm. so I go down the hill but I'm just like okay so what's going on up there like why is my mom taking an hour up the hill is everything okay so I end up sending someone up but they don't tell the full story of like what happened up there so they come with like you know this emergency like toboggan and like a giant first aid kit and they're like is everything okay is everything okay and my mom's like yeah, I just didn't have a ski. So meanwhile, she ends up being, you know, brought down the hill with this whole, like, ski toboggan and, like, the, the whole medical services. <laughs> so she was like, thanks, Krista. I'm like, I hope you had a fun time. <laughs> Big yikes. Big yikes, indeed. Oof, losing your ski in the hill? That's rough. Yeah. That's, I, think, I think that happened to me once. This isn't, this isn't the story I'm going. It happened to me once. I was like, oh, there it goes. <laughs> How do you get down? I was you can't like, take the airlift down. I was like, can I turn this ski into a snowboard? Or can I, like... Uh, flamingo your way down? I've, I've done that once. You flamingoed your flamingoed, way down? I've had to flamingo my way down a hill once. There, like, there have been times when I just, like... I just, like, do, like, random stuff when I'm skiing. I once... Like, my skis aren't designed for, like, backward skiing. But I've, ba- I've skied backwards down a hill... Surprisingly, that hasn't led to any accidents, like what led to that poor man flipping over me. Oh. But, like, skiing's crazy, man. Anyways. So which one is better or worse, skiing or bowling? Oh, for me? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Um, Do you have any good bowling stories? Bowling stories? There was this... I have a good bowling story. Can I I please take... I have a really short one. Oh, yeah, go. Okay, so my grandma, uh, my nanny... Uh, she, her claim to fame is that she used to competitive bowl. Uh, and so that was when she was like in her Mm twenties, like her late twenties. And so she tells us, oh, I competitive bowl. Do I competitive bowl? Like all throughout my brother and I growing up. And she goes, you know what? You should see me bowl. You should see me bowl. I was really good. And she has like this big trophy in her house to like prove it and everything. And so we went on a family vacation to Lake George, New York. I will never forget. There was a bowling place right next to our hotel. And so my brother and I were like, square up, Nani. It's your time. It is your time. You told us that you know how to bowl. This is your time. My grandma goes in there and she picks up the pink bowling ball, like like the hottest, pinkest bowling ball you've ever seen in your life. It's like, you know, your average bowling ball size, about eight to nine pounds. And, you know, she's ready. She's, like, squaring herself up at the lane. She's, like, ready to stunt on my brother and I. She's, like, a strike is in the mix. It's going to happen today. It's going to happen right now. You grandkids are getting your asses kicked. She's, like, talking herself up. She's, like, being her own hype man. She goes. She throws the ball. The ball goes one way. She goes another. She goes toward the lane. The ball goes backwards. (laughs) Oh, no. And that's how my grandma, like, literally fell out of bowling alley (laughs) can't stop laughing and all we can picture is like you know when you bowl in Wii how the people behind you like jump up if the ball goes backwards that's literally what we did and like we're running over to go get her she didn't face plant she just 
stepped forward a little too much and the floor was like slippy and slick for the bowling ball and so she just fell on her ass but it was so funny because she was hyping herself up she was like this is it this is the day you you i win at something i'm not taking it easy on you kids ball goes backwards she goes forward i'm like all right all right nani whatever you say oh my god that reminded me i have a similar story about what happened to her i was on vacation with my family in cancun and so the, First of all, bougie Cancun, great, awesome. Uh, so the the resort we were at, like one of the, the resort uh, we were at, kind of like had a bowling alley and like the, the like the lower floor kind of area. Uh-huh. And so we we kind of rented it out, not rented it out, but like we we were a big family, so like it was a smaller bowling alley, so we occupied like the whole thing. How many people were on this vacation? Just give me a ballpark. Um, how many families were there? Like five, six families. 30. 30 people. Okay, so yeah, you guys took up this whole bowling alley. Okay, great. Yeah. Continue. About, anyways, so I was, so in my family, I'm like really like the only one that's like kind of trained for bowling in a sense where I was properly taught. And so I was like, okay, let's get this. So I was getting really competitive with my cousins and everything. And I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to win. I'm going to beat all of you. First ball. They didn't give us shoes, by the way. They didn't give us so it was, it was just like a hotel. It's just like, oh, yeah, we have a bowling alley. But it's like, eh, the shoes weren't that good. The balls were kind of weird and cracked. But that's besides the point. Um, my first ball, I throw the ball. Ball goes forward just fine. I want to know what else goes forward. The rest of me. Oh, no. A little bit down the lane. I'm just like, well, this is not a good start. And that's. Ever hear the ever hear the sounds of about thirty people all just laughing at the same time at you? I been, know what it sounds like. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I've been at a comedy show. I can assume, but but it, it's, without intending, it hurts different when it's your family. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts somewhere else, you know. But yeah, right on your heart, right on your heart. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> you want to say that again a little louder for the people? Oh my butt. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, there's a knock at the door. This is totally live. Who is this? Oh my goodness. It's We're actually recording. Hello. So it was gonna be um I was gonna introduce this segment and just say this is this is the funny Reddit post segment. Uh if you do you have a funny Reddit post you'd like to share? Do you have do you have a funny story you'd like to share? I did think of an embarrassing story. Great. So for so so in case if you just missed it, all the noise. Um, Brian's butt hurt. That, Sometimes. But like. Sometimes. <laughs> my yeah. little Michael is here, Hello. and also Brian, and then Hi, my Brian. big walked in, Maddie. Hello. My G big. His G big, and Kristen is still here, and I'm in the room. This is the most people we've had on the podcast at one time in one room. It's a party. It's a party. Um. So many high fives. <laughs> Self high five. <laughs> missing. Oh, come on, one more. <coughs> They're missing. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I backhanded. <laughs> Michael backhanded Brian's arm. I love it. <laughs> this podcast has become mildly abusive. Kristen has locked herself in the bathroom. <laughs> this is all happening so fast. Alrighty. So here comes the Reddit segment. Michael, hit us with that first one. Like he hit me? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, hit us with that first one. All right, so 
This first one is pretty short, I'd say, but it's from 245 days ago by Hobo Man 2000. Yes, you heard that correctly. Uh, one of my roommates got really drunk and fell off the top bunk in our dorm. He then proceeded to get up, open his dresser, and piss on his shoes. Thankfully, not one of the expensive ones, I'd say in parentheses. Didn't even remember pissing on his shoes until I told him the next morning, and he found his shoes went once he put them on. Oh my God. Ew. I know that's pretty damn short, but it'll get better, trust me. Brian, why don't you hit us with that Reddit post? Okay, here Just we go. Just like Michael hit you. Okay, let's, here we go. This is from r slash embarrassing moments by Jangalang. Jangalang83. Anyways. Is that the sound sleigh bells make? Jangalangle. Yeah, there's even an 83 at the end, too. Jangalang, um, So, when I was five, my aunt brought me an anatomically correct baby boy doll for Christmas. Well, one day, I put him in the bath with me. He filled up with water, and I was trying to squeeze it out with no avail. So I decided the best way to get the water out was to suck it out of his ding-ding. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandma walked into the bathroom five-year-old me sucking on his doll in the tub she screams looking horrified stop don't ever do that again or i will throw that doll away i love how the grandma suddenly has a southern accent at the time i thought to my little innocent self what's the problem I was just trying to get the water out of him. Now comes this memory, now comes this memory to me as an adult and I start laughing like crazy. I now understand the situation from my poor grandmother's eyes that had to really disturb her. And I will never mention that story to her. It probably took her decades to forget. <laughs> and the, the title is, I traumatized my grandmother years ago. Hindsight's 2020. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Ryan, that was excellent execution. Though I think mine will be better. Um, this is from oh. Uncle Whiskey's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I love these names. So I meant to say, oh crap, I left my phone in the car. But what I almost said was, oh no, I left my cone in my car. And damn, wouldn't that have been embarrassing? But I caught myself, and what I actually said was, ah, my fart cone. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, my fart cone. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that what everybody references their butt as? Their fart cone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, get your fart cone over here. He's already butt hurt from the beginning. But oh, no. <laughs> and fart cone hurt. Oh, okay. Did you break your fart cone? Did you break your fart cone? Every other Tuesday. All right, so now that we've had a ample amount of time between takes to laugh about fart cones and how I am now going to enter every room instead of saying like get your asses in gear or everybody get their ass out of here I'm gonna be like get your fart cones out of here and nobody's gonna get what I'm saying except for Brian Maddie and Michael and anyone that listens to this and anyone who listens to this you're right Brian the home listener is very important participate fart cone nation oh Woo! is that should that be the that's the thing now that's fart cones fart cone oh god what's up fellow fart cones so welcome back to the next <laughs> no! podcast no home listener is my thing but i guess fart cone is now becoming a thing it's innocent enough i mean it's not like it's, it's fart cone it's just bizarre
And that was a video of me screaming into my pillow. It's midterms week, everybody. That's the mood. That's the feel. Maddie. It feels like hit, a fart cone. It feels like a fart cone. Jesus Christ. Okay, Maddie, hit us with your embarrassing story. You came all this way. I did. I was you, a... you sat your fart cone down. I did sit my fart cone down. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, it's my embarrassing story, which I was told to think of. Um, will be hopefully funny to everyone else. So, picture me in seventh grade. Um, you know, small, awkward doesn't want to talk about anything personal. And so and at that age, I had a bit of like a heat sensitivity and had already passed out at one point before. So when I was in class and I was feeling a little, you know, dizzy, I was like, oh, maybe I should go to the nurse. And so I leave my class, go to the nurse, whatever, right? And I just talk with her being like, yeah, I'm feeling dizzy or whatever. And I didn't think anything happened, but according to her, apparently I either like my eyes rolled back into my head for a second, or I put my hand out to catch myself, even though I was completely standing the entire time. And so she freaks out and has me sit on the floor because it's colder and calls an ambulance. Um, not what was needed to happen at all, because at that point I had already had like a heart scan to be sure. And they were like, yeah, you're fine. This is just normal. You're just sensitive to heat. So I was like, there's no need for this. And she's like, I have to call the ambulance and your parents. And I'm like, Oh, okay, so I'm sitting there, still 7th grade, on the floor, um, and a male uh, policeman comes in that I know, um, and then my father comes instead of my mother. And right when my dad walks in, the nurse decides, you know, with my father right next to me, and the male policeman goes, so are you on your period? And at this Ooh. point, oh, wow. I hadn't even told, my father... Just no, just no, I'm in seventh grade. I don't want anyone to know this. I'm not a person, don't acknowledge me. And so I'm laying there, laying at this point, not sitting, laying at this point, being asked by this nurse who I want to stab at this point, being, are you on your period? And I have to respond, no, have you had it? Yes, yes I have, oh no. <laughs> and then I got to go home. Not in the ambulance, which didn't need to come, but it made me the talk of the school for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, no. And that is my fun story, story about life. seventh grade. You know, everybody seems to have this fun story about their first period, and by fun, I mean it's funny to everybody else. And so for me, I, like, muscled through it, man. I took it like a freaking champ. Like a champ. Like a champ, Michael. I like took my champ. first period like a champ. Shout but out to David. Shout out to my other little David. Yes, Michael, you're right. David has coined the phrase like a champ. Oh, I was like, did David have his period? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, David is an Olympian, and he has coined the phrase like a champ. <laughs> so um, my first period, I, I muscled through it like a champ, and we got to lunch. So it's halfway through the day, like directly halfway. And my mom at this point has called me, and she's like, honey, if it hurts so bad and you need to come home, it's okay. Like, it's okay to wave the white flag the first time around. And I'm like, no, ma, I got this. I'm good. I'm fine. Everything's all covered. And literally and physically, we're good. And basically what happens is I go to lunch. I sit down with my, my pasta and spinach that I got from the lunch line. And I bought myself a cookie. And I bought myself an M&M cookie that was perfectly soft in the middle. I was halfway through eating this cookie and my friend says something to me. They're like, how are you feeling? And I throw my hands up. I go, this is easy. And the cookie flies out of my hand and onto the floor. And it 
in my head, it was like slow motion. My friends tell me the story as my face dropped. I made a complete 180 and I started to cry. And then I said, I need to go home. <laughs> All because of the cookie. And so I did. I did go home. <laughs> but my mom was like, what changed your mind? And I was like, the cookie. That's the real difference. That's, yes. You're like, you're like, I got this. And then cookie. I would cry now if that happened to me. Not even if I'm on my period. If I dropped a cookie I was enjoying, I probably would cry right now. Heck, I'm always crying. This is what I'd be like if I dropped my cookie. What would you, what would you do? Why do we keep pulling up this video of me screaming during midterms week? It's time. It's time for it to be done. Okay, for real. I'll be like this. Done like this. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that prepared. Ah, that's hot. That's hot. That's Will Smith from the YouTube Rewind. It's 16 million dislikes. 16 million dislikes, YouTube. You could sponsor us at any given moment. <laughs> We've already coined the term ho- home listener and fart cone. You're missing out on monetary gain. This is ad revenue. What? This is ad revenue. Ad revenue. Donate so we can pay our tuition. Yes, somebody sponsor this podcast. On Patreon. <laughs> get us on, we don't have a Patreon, but you know, we can get sponsors. We accept Venmo. We accept Venmo. Our Venmo is... Uh, no, it's oatmeal cereal or something like that. Are you trying to do Mac crackers? Yeah. <laughs> yes, just for the sole purpose, just because it's at oatmeal cereal or something like that. Yes. We don't have a Venmo yet, but should we set one up and we just drop it at the end of every podcast and see what happens? Just give it to Robert. Do a random Venmo every, <laughs> every single time. We just drop somebody's Venmo. No, the, I, I don't. Ours. <laughs> I don't even think that's allowed. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. Let's go talk to some other people about their embarrassing stories. So here are some embarrassing stories from one corner of the internet. Tumblr. So here it is. This one is called Storytime with Butterflies. I have one of the most embarrassing fears. It's not even one that I can just get over if I truly needed to. It's one that I have considered getting tested for a phobia. I am scared shitless of butterflies. One summer, me and my family went to Montecon, New Brunswick, for a family vacation. It was a pretty big deal and an eight-hour drive away. One of the tourist attractions there was a butterfly house, which is exactly what it sounds like, a giant tent filled with giant butterflies. At this time in my life, I did not know just how scared I was of butterflies. So we're all pretty excited. We get tickets and listen to the tour guide explaining it, and it's important not to hurt the butterflies, blah, blah, blah. We finally get into the place, and I kid you not, I nearly passed out on the spot. The butterflies were freaking huge. I had then taken extra precautions, which included pulling down my sweater sleeves and pulling up my hood. I was not about to let one of those things touch me. My sister and my mom were having fun, just holding out oranges and letting butterflies fall on their hair and generally looking like a Pinterest photo shoot while I was almost pissing myself because I was so scared. Then my mom took a picture of my sister with butterflies in her hair and turns to me to ask for a picture. I then held out an orange slice and spent 20 minutes gathering the courage to let a butterfly sit on my hoodie long enough for a picture. As my mom took the picture, another giant butterfly flies over my head. I freaked out and ducked to avoid contact with the scary butterfly. So now my mom has a picture of me in a butterfly house crying, only my face visible in one corner and a butterfly covering half the screen, and she refuses to delete it. <laughs> I love that. Um, oh, here's one. 
If you ever feel embarrassed, just remember my friend and I were trying to order a pizza and the cashier was this cute guy. And when he asked what toppings we wanted, I said pizza. Uh, oh, star signs as embarrassing things this person has done. Aries accidentally broke my brother's arm. Had to go to the emergency medical. Uh, Taurus stuffed an entire plate of chips in my mouth to prove a point and couldn't breathe afterwards. Gemini put on a shark head costume, tried to do a cartwheel, and smacked into a tree <laughs> to go to emergency medical services. I'm sensing a pattern. Uh, cancer, after waking up from an operation, still high on anesthetics, I cried because I had forgotten how to breathe and passed out from lack of oxygen. Leo <laughs> shouted, I'm ready to die, in the middle of a calf when it was quiet. Uh, Virgo tried to demonstrate how to do a proper handstand to my sister and fell on my chin. Had to be taken to emergency medical for stitches. Libra spe <laughs> sent a half nude to my best friend by mistake. Scorpio wore a mask and a fancy dress to my first junior uh, dance when I was eight and everyone else was dressed normally. Sagittarius burnt myself trying to close the lid of a kettle with my elbow. Had to be taken to emergency medical. This is such a pattern. Uh, Capricorn got lost in a, in a vineyards in France, but refused to call my parents because they told me not to go out walking. Aquarius jumped from the top of a flight of stairs with a plastic bag as a parachute and twisted my ankle. Had to be taken to emergency medical services. Pisces talked shit and got challenged to a fight where I cried after I was punched. <laughs> if you follow astrology and you um, identify with any of these signs, you know, I think I identify with my horoscope, uh, the Scorpio, which is like you wore a uh, mask and a fancy dress to a junior dance when you were eight and everybody else was dressed normally. I, I've definitely done that. I've definitely overdressed. But I think my favorite is the uh, just the repetition of having to go to emergency medical and it's like every other star sign. Oh, I think I made an old lady think I was a serial killer today. So I go for walks a lot, two or three times a day. I'll take a 15, 20 minute walk. I do two things while I walk. I listen to music and I think about story ideas. I like to shape story ideas like movie trailers in my head. That's why I have music playing. Here's the thing though. Sometimes when I'm doing that, I zone right out of reality. I'm oblivious to everything around me that isn't blocking my path or potentially dangerous. So today I was walking to the gas station and thinking of a trailer that involved a vampire. I was really zoned in and in my head imagining a mugger creeping up on a victim thinks, creeping on, on a victim he thinks is human. I imagine the last second the victim turns around, his eyes are black and he's smiling to reveal fangs and he runs his teeth over them? Okay. While I was thinking of all that nerd shit, I came around the corner of a gas station. I got snapped out of it. Of my inner nonsense at that point because I saw an old lady who was looking at me like I wasn't wearing pants. I was confused at first, but then I realized I had been so far inside my head I hadn't realized that while I was imagining it, I had been making the vampire fucking face. I am a grown-ass woman who was walking through a parking lot, grinning like a wacko and baring his teeth while fucking licking them. And I'm not sure I could go back to that gas station. I love this. And now, back to your regular scheduled programming of stories from actual people. Seven, seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S cars. Different parts.
Anyway, is this like a New Jersey thing? Is this no, a commercial that plays in New Jersey? It's in everywhere. Because I've um, never heard it. It's everywhere. There's there's one in Connecticut, and it's like I'm Jill <laughs> Merriam, and I'm a dealer for the people, it's, and that comes out on the radio all the time. Is this a radio commercial? Is that what you're talking about? It, it is a radio commercial. Okay, cool. So we but were... they made it to an actual commercial, which haunts everyone. Wonderful. Well, that's where we're at now. That's where we're at. Um. Right. So Michael, you want to take us away with a with a Tumblr post? Yeah. Take us away, Michael. Or something from BuzzFeed.com. No, just take take okay. us take us away with the Tumblr. Oh, post. okay. Take us away. Alrighty. So there. Off to a good start. There was a little girl in church, about five, and her parents obviously let her get dressed herself that day because she came waddling in with the puffiest cone on in the summer of in North Carolina. She comes and sits in the pew in front of us. Fifteen minutes into mass, she turns into, she turns around, and my hands and my husband, in orange. Her parents are mortified. Savannah, not again! They scold. <laughs> again, kills me. <laughs> um, they apologize, and she turns back around. A few moments later, she gr- she goes to hand me an orange, but her parents grab it from her before she can. Savannah is determined. She reaches her tiny fist into her puffy coat and pulls out two more oranges. She begins to distribute them. Her parents are now beat red and in shock. There is no stopping small Savannah now. The, The child proceeds to laugh a laugh. I can only call maniacal in a Catholic church. <laughs> Unzip the inner line of her coat and what releases what had to have been 20 or 30 of those little kid oranges into the pews. And she, Savannah yells crackling, We eat! The priest can no longer contain his glee. The entire church is dying with laughter. She felt like Jesus on the mountain with the baskets of fish that day, I'm sure. Oh my god. I love the part oh where you're like, god. Savannah unzips the inner liner. Oh my god. Savannah and her oranges is like me whenever I have like a bunch of extra swipes in the calf and I'm like, everybody eats today. <laughs> so now Brian, Brian, shoot. Hello? Shoot, tell us your story. Shoot tell you. us your story from Tumblr. <clears throat> All right, so this is a lovely Tumblr post by um, this person named Quiet Zombie Girl at quietzombiegirl.tumblr.com. Anyways, so she says, everyone's grandparents seem to have really cute stories of how they met. And, like, my grandparents met when my grandma was running away from police during a protest. And she jumped on the back of my granddad's motorcycle and just screamed, Drive! (laughs) Fucking drive! (laughs) And then that's the story. Oh, my God. That is beautiful. The pure savagery. She just didn't care. She was just like, get me out. Drive! Um, so this is called the... And that's how I met your husband. And that's how, and that's how I met your mother. Um, drive! Drive! That's all I remember. How did you meet her? Drive! <laughs> Fucking drive! Reminds me of the story of how I met um, one of my closest friends at Seton Hall. Wait, I don't what? know, do we have time for that? We have time for that, tell us. Okay, so anyways, so, so Jacob Barrera, uh, he's, he's, he was my roommate last year. He is one, he's, he's a good friend of mine. The way I met this man, he was at a concert freshman year. I forgot who, who they were, but he was there with his roommate. I was there with some friends. 
And I was talking to his roommate, who was my connection to him, because we were friends. And I was like, oh, no, fuck you. And he was like, and then my, my friend was like, me? And I was like, no, in your general direction. <laughs> and Jacob, who was sitting like a little bit behind him, turns and looks at me. And I'm just like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Wait, I didn't mean to just <laughs> say fuck you. And then that's how I met my best friend, one of my closest friends. Aww. <laughs> was a fuck you in your general direction. I met my best friend through him telling a bunch of people dick jokes backstage at a show, and he put me front and center because I was known as Catholic Girl, and oh, he, he just put me front and center, and just, he, he called me Catholic Girl, he was like, you, Catholic Girl, front and center for the jokes, oh. and we've been friends for almost nine or ten years now. Oh, friendships. Friendship. Friendship, friendship is good. Friendship okay, is good. this is, I think this is going to be our last our last funny story for this episode. Okay. I, I think I think this is this is the pinnacle of the funny stories. Let's bring it home. I think it's only fit that Brian reads this. Oh, Brian, oh, yes. I want you to read the story of the tricky goat. <coughs> what the heck? Tricky goat? Just just read okay. it. The story <laughs> of the tricky goat by his quietest mate. What what even is that name? I don't know. <laughs> I once took my kids to a local farm, and we found a little goat with its horns stuck in a fence, just sitting there, kind of mournfully on the grass. We tried to help it get free, but it was stuck tight. We petted it for a while and fed it some grass, in parentheses, as it had lawnmowered a circle around itself as far as it could reach, in parentheses, and then went back to the ticket office to tell them it needed help. But before I'd said more than, there's a goat, the guy cut me off with a wary wave and said, yeah, we know, stuck in the fence, that's Brenda, she can get herself out whenever she wants, she just likes the attention. Trolled by a fucking goat. <laughs> and then a reply to that was, I'm fucking dying, yeah, that's Brenda. <laughs> I God, feel like... God damn it, Brenda. I feel like we're all Brenda. Everybody's Brenda at Everyone some point. Everyone has a little essence of Brenda inside of them. Yes. Oh, wait, no, I don't like the thought of that. No! <laughs> a little bit of Brenda. Oh. Everyone has a little Brenda. Everybody has a little Brenda. Oh, Brenda. I think no. you're a little Brenda. I think Michael's a little... I'm a little Brenda. Oh, no, my Brenda's no, in my no. left leg somewhere. <laughs> I think my Brenda is somewhere in my injured left shoulder. <laughs> my, my weary knees. My Oh, yes. My knees. My knees always hurt. My body hurts. My knees are Brenda. Uh, my knees. Your left knee or your right knee? Yes. Or your high knee? Fart your fart cone. Fart cone. <laughs> oh, my Wow, goodness. the jokes come full circle. And with that, that has been episode eight of What's Good. Oh, it's my a gosh. Weird yeah, it was a weird circle. A fart cone circle. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Brian. Gigi. Hey, anytime. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Sebastian. Did I say Maddie? I'm going to thank her twice. I I think that was everybody in this episode. This is the most guests I've had in an episode. I think we're at like nine. Oh. And a duck walked up to a lemonade stand. Is that copyrighted? Can I show you this? Oh. All right. And now with this plethora of noises. Oh. We sign off. Thank you for joining us on What's Good. We'll see you next time.